What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde Podcast. Today I have a very interesting guest and we are discussing a very interesting topic. Some of us find hard to find friends as an adult and to find your people. So my guest and I today will be talking about how to find your people and how to make meaningful friendships as an adult. My guest today is Lane Moore, and she's an award-winning writer, actor, comedian, and musician. Her first book, How to Be Alone, Even If You Want To and Even If You Don't, became an instant number one bestseller, and it was praised as one of the best books of the year by the New York Times, New York Magazine, NRP, Good Morning America, Fast Company, Mary Claire, and many others. Moore also gave a TEDx talk based on a book called How to Be Alone. Her second book, You Will Find Your People, How to Make Meaningful Friendships as an Adult, was released on April 25th, 2023. Her comedy show, Tinder Life, is regarded as one of the best comedy shows in the world and has been praised by the New York Times, Spin Magazine, Entertainment Tonight, CBC, Time Out New York, and New York Magazine. As a musician, Moore is the front person and songwriter in the band It Was Romance, which has been praised by Pitchfork, Vogue, Paste, and Billboard. She's the host of I Thought It Was Just Me podcast on Patreon and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Lane. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. I know last time I was on the podcast, I was blonde as well, (laughs) but now I'm brunette. (laughs) And we were talking about dating and crazy experiences on dating apps and all of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, those still exist, but yeah, that hasn't changed. Yeah, but yeah. just to kind of introduce yourself to our listeners, would you please briefly tell us about yourself and what do you do? 
Yes. Um, so I am a comedian. I created a comedy show called Tinder Live, where I go on my dating app and we make fun of the craziest men on Tinder who you probably have seen all over the dating apps. Um, it's really, really fun. I tour the world with that show. Uh, I am a best-selling author of my first book is called How to Be Alone If You Want to and Even If You Don't. And my second book is coming up very soon called You Will Find Your People, How to Make Meaningful Friendships as an Adult. That's incredible. Congratulations on your new book. From your book, what would you say, why is it so hard to make and establish friendships when for grown-ups, I guess? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think it's so many things, you know, when we're when we're kids and we're teenagers, we're around so many people our same age and we're seeing them every single day. So you have people to choose from. You have friends you can meet anytime, anywhere. And as adults, you know, we don't have that same built-in thing. And so you have to kind of go out of your comfort zone and try to meet somebody new. And then everybody's so busy. And so that you might not be able to see them. And so it's just, and then you also have, you know, maybe some pain from past friendships that didn't work out well. So you're a little bit more scared. I think that, you know, it can just be really hard to be vulnerable and connect and find those friendships that would be better for you, but it's just not as easy to do it as it was when you were 13 or so. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it used to be when I was a kid or even my teenage years, I used to make friends so fast, but now I'm so picky about my friends and people who I surround myself with because my success depends on that too. So I would not want to surround myself with people who are not on the same level with me or who don't inspire me. And also, I know social media plays a huge role now in establishing friendships. Do you think it's helpful or do you think sometimes, I mean, personally for me, I found so many friends online <laughs> through Instagram and I built so many connections that I think social media plays a huge role in establishing friendships and it actually helps to make connections and to find friends. What do you think? How was it for you? I absolutely think that it it does. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't uh, like say that doesn't count or something that, you know, you're just supposed to meet people in person. But the great thing about social media is you might find that the people you get along best with don't live near you. Um, maybe they live, maybe they live far away. Maybe um, they have different hours than you or something. Maybe you wouldn't have ever met in real life. And so if you can meet somebody on social media online who you get along with and you connect with, I think that's great. I think we need to stop saying that it needs to look a certain way. Like if you find somebody who's a really great friend to you, it doesn't matter where you find them. It doesn't matter where they live. I think we're just all lucky when we find those people for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What was the inspiration behind your new book? In my first book, How to Be Alone, I was writing a lot about, about loneliness and feeling alone, even when maybe you're not, or, you know, sometimes you do have moments where you actually are uh, more alone than you'd want to be and trying to really love yourself within those moments, show up for yourself, be a friend to yourself, be a support system for yourself, give yourself the things that you wish other people could give you, which can be really hard. And, you know, all about kind of exploring the way that society treats women who are single or her viewed as, as alone or whatever it is. Um, and then after I explored that 
in this one, I wanted to explore kind of the opposite of that or the evolution of that, which is connection. And how do we make friends? What did TV and movies tell us that friendship would be like? And what is the actual reality that we see? And how do we know when to break up with a friend? What do we do when we have to break up with a friend? Like, you know, after you've spent time with yourself and developed that self-love, developed those resources in yourself, you're going to want to go out and make friends. You're going to want to go out and, and find your people, but it's not always as easy as just, you know, going out and meeting someone cool. And then it just happens. I think it, it takes more work than we talk about. So true. It does. Plus developing trust and as older you get, the wiser you get and you can't just trust anyone. So you really have to be careful who you let in in the circle of trust. And that's why I guess as an adult, it's harder to establish friendships. I think that's it. Exactly. And we have all these experiences that have shaped us, you know, and we remember the ways this person hurt us. Remember the ways that, you know, we saw maybe this red flag and we didn't pay attention to it. And so I do think we have our guard up a little bit more when we meet new people because we're like, oh, I really don't want to go through what I've been through in the past. I really want this to be different. So like you were saying, yeah, it's like the standards we have too are are just so much higher. And I think because we have such higher expectations and we are a little bit more guarded, that's all the more reason we need to have even more vulnerability when we're with someone. Cause you, you know, it's very hard to make friends if both of you are like, don't hurt me, don't disappoint me. You better be perfect or else I'm really going to be mad. Like that's, it's so hard to form a connection when you're both kind of coming from that place, even though it's very relatable. I've, I've been there. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Has your definition of friendship changed over the years? Um, It has. You know, I think I watched TV and movies and I thought that you had to see somebody every single day to be best friends, to be good friends. I thought that, you know, you had to talk all the time. But I think a lot of us don't have that much time. We are not able to see our friends every single day and stuff like that. So I think I kind of moved away from what movies and TV and stuff told me that a good friendship should look like. And now I look at it more and I'm like, okay, well, what feels like a good friendship to me? Even if it doesn't look the way that I thought it was supposed to look, does it, do they make me feel inspired and supported and happy and loved? Because if they do, then I think the rest of it doesn't matter as much because you could see somebody every single day and they still don't make you feel any of those things. Well, I think that, of course, my definition of friendship changed over the years, too. And what I like about some friends that even though we don't talk, we can just text each other and say, let's go to lunch. Let's go to brunch. Yeah, let's go. And some of the friends will give you so much crap about it. Like, oh, you only text me such and such. Oh, you only text me when this and this. Or, I mean, I have to plan in advance, like a month in advance and all that. I was like, we're an adult. Nobody has time for that. If you have time, let's go and just understand that everyone has a busy schedule. And it's okay. Like, we don't talk every day, but when we text each other, yeah, you can do it. You can go. It's fine. You can't just say you can't. So why would you like, you know, give so much to the friend? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's, I think that's it too. It's like, everybody's different. Like there's some people who really need to plan. And then there's some people who love a last minute call like that, love a last minute text. So I think that's it too. It's like, everybody's formed 
in these different ways. And like, these weren't things we had to worry about when we were 12 years old. It was just like, do you want to do something after school? Yeah. Like nothing else was going on. (laughs) But now I think when you're an adult and you're like, everybody's working and they're working different hours. And like, you do have to kind of figure out, you know, you never hear from somebody or you see each other every six months. So I do think that doing stuff like that and saying like, Hey, are you around right now? Like, do you want to go get lunch? Are you hungry? Is so nice because I understand like people who need to plan. And sometimes I need, I really need to plan too, if I'm really busy, but other times it's so nice to be like, yeah, this actually doesn't involve any planning. I can literally go right now. I could get food. I could get to see you. What a nice surprise. Yeah. A break from seeing a break from your day, a break from work. Like I love when that's able to happen. Yeah. So true. Why do you think there is so much shame about admitting that it's harder to make friends when we are adults? Because we have this idea that everybody already made their friends at like 16 years old, 20 years old. Like we, like in college or high school, we have this idea that that's when everybody made their friends and you're supposed to keep those friends for the rest of your life, which is ridiculous. I feel like that's so few of us because as we grow up and we mature and we go through these experiences, you're going to become a different person. Hopefully you're constantly evolving. And so somebody you met at 16 years old might not have evolved past 16 years old, might not have evolved past 20, whatever it is, or maybe they grew in a different way that actually isn't compatible anymore. So we're asking each other to all like do things exactly the same way that I think are very rare. I think it's very rare that you know, you meet someone at 16 and you're still best friends with them at 28 or 48 or 68 or whatever it is. I think that's very rare because you're going to be different people. Um, And so I think the shame of it comes from seeing television shows and stuff like that, where it's like, everybody already has their friend group. Everybody already has this sorted. And because we see that if we don't have it, we feel like, oh, I must've done something wrong when I don't think that's true, like these are fictional TV shows, they're not real, but we're still comparing ourselves to them. And whenever you're comparing yourselves to something that you don't have, that you wish you had, you're going to feel bad about yourself and think you're doing something wrong. But, you know, what I really want this book to do is, is allow people to know you're not doing anything wrong. There's so many of us who struggle with, even if, even if we're able to make friends it's hard to make meaningful friendships. It's hard to make deep connections. So it's, it's fairly easy to go, you know, meet a friend in like a, you know, just to meet someone and be like, Oh, you're in my phone now, or I'm following you online. That's not really the hard part. I think the hard part is deepening that and making it something that feels like part of your family. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And also I noticed that, yes, I did have friends and the key word you said evolving, like some of them did not evolve over the years. So over the time, sometimes you don't even have anything to talk about. And also I found that friends that I find online are more connected to me because they're in the same field and they're in the same industry that I'm in. So we can understand each other more and we can grow together versus other friends who still doing the same they were doing the years ago and they still at the same place. Exactly. So it's, I think that's, I think a lot of the time 
it actually makes sense that, that we should be making new friends as, as adults. It makes sense. We should be making different friends because we're not making the friends as teenagers anymore. We're making the, the friends as, as full adults who are much closer to the people we actually are. And you're able to meet somebody that way instead of, you know, a 16 year old who doesn't necessarily really know themselves, doesn't necessarily really know who they want to be. You know, by the time you realize that you're a completely different person and you're going to want different things from your friendships. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You talk about navigating friendship breakups and outgoing friendship and friendships where one person is trying more than other. And how do you know when to end the friendship for your own mental health and healing? So I think that's something that a lot of us do where like a friendship isn't working and we're, we're really frustrated by it, but we don't want to end it because we don't, we don't talk about friendship breakups and it just seems so mean to just end a friendship, especially if you know, you've known each other a long time. But I always look at it as if you're in a situation where you're unhappy, maybe they're unhappy too in their own way. So instead of looking at it like, oh no, I can't leave this friendship. I don't want to hurt this person or abandon them. If the friendship isn't working and it's kind of toxic and unhealthy, if you leave it, if you end it, the way I try to look at it is you're doing you both a favor. It's like it's like a relationship that's that's really not working. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co because it is a relationship you know so if you can look at it as oh I'm really like sometimes the reason that I've broken up with friends is I was really disappointed by them and I knew that they were constantly felt like they were disappointing me it doesn't feel good to feel like you're disappointing somebody all the time and it doesn't feel good to be disappointed by somebody all the time so if I end this friendship, I'm releasing this person from feeling like they're disappointing me. And I'm releasing from myself from constantly being disappointed by somebody. It's just not, if you look at it more as ending the dynamic, than like telling this friend to like, you know, go to hell or something like, it doesn't have to be like that. It can just kind of be like, Oh, this isn't serving either one of us anymore. So we can just move on. And Maybe we'll meet up again in 20 years or something, and maybe we won't. And you'll find people who are better for you, and I'll find people who are better for me. What do you think about jealousy in relationship? I mean, jealousy. <laughs> it, it is, you know, it is a relationship. <laughs> jealousy in a friendship. So, yeah. And it's very common, especially I notice it, and that's why 
I have not spoken to some of my friends anymore because they yeah. just think I chill all day because my life looks so beautiful in social media and they think I just shop all day and do nothing but <laughs> they don't understand and I just get stuff for free too like you know tons yeah. of boxes I do get them for yeah. friends but I do the work for it it's not just like it comes there for me free and so many yeah. of them just like had such a misconceptions and thinking like oh you're so wealthy or you just like this is star and like you know we're not friends anymore or are they just trying to do something to hurt me because they feel so bad about themselves and or they just stop talking to me which okay you're doing me yeah. because i mean i could care less if you don't feel you're worthy to talk to someone because someone is doing something that you think is better than you're doing but it's only in your own head some people actually do give us and do favors to us by leaving yeah. our lives and by you know i guess breaking yeah. the friendships <laughs> right i mean i i say in this book very clearly friendship is not full of jealousy like that's not it shouldn't be a part of it and if it if it is, if the jealousy is there, like there's a mature way to talk about it. There's a mature, if, if some of those friends had come up to you and been like, Hey, this is really silly. And this is not your problem. But sometimes I'm like really jealous of you. And I hate that I'm jealous of it. And I'm sure like, there's a way to talk about it in a mature way. But I think that so often when people feel these ways, they go, I'm jealous of my friend. I'm going to treat her like garbage now. That's not okay. That's not okay. Yeah. Jealousy is very human. It can come up. That's okay. But like, there's a way to do it. So it's not hurting your friend. There's a way to, to work through it on your own. There's a way to jealousy. I just really think jealousy has no place in a friendship. There's also something positive that could like, there's a way you can twist jealousy so that it's positive. Like if you had a really good friend and she was feeling jealous of you and she was like, that's not fair to my friend. I'm not, I don't want to feel like this. This is ridiculous. She could always say to you, like, I kind of want to do what you want to do. Like, do you know what I mean? And like, maybe you could be like, oh yeah, like, here's what I would say. Like that opens up more of a bonding, more of a, more of a, more honoring what they think is really cool about you instead of they see it as this thing they don't have. Therefore they have to punish you and hurt you. Like that's not friendship. So I think it's important to say that because Jealousy doesn't have to be the worst thing. We all experience jealousy. Everybody does. But it's only really bad in a friendship where you're using it to be mean to somebody. You're using it to push someone away or try to punish them. Like, I think that's it. Jealousy is normal. But yeah, it really, it's such a shame when you see that because you want to believe your friends are going to want to watch you thrive. You want to believe that your friends are going to be the one being like, yes, you're crushing it. And when you, you know, achieve a goal of yours or you're experiencing success and you see that friends are like being meaner to you. And it's just, it's really sad because you want to think that that stuff stayed in high school. <laughs> you want to think that stuff isn't like that now, but some people still are. And, you know, you're, you're right when you said like, they really are doing you a favor because I think one of the hardest things is when you have a weird feeling about your friend, you're like, I don't know, they make me feel weird. Something about this doesn't feel right. And you don't know what it is. Sometimes as painful as it is, it's kind of nice when someone's just like 
a total jerk to you and you're able to be like, oh, that's what it is. You're not a very good person. And you, I think you're kind of mean. And those are such great moments because you can be like, oh, now I know. Thank you so much for telling me. That's what I knew there was something. And now you've shown it to me in, in big, bright letters, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I never get jealous of anyone. Never. Because I take it as, wow, so great. Like you accomplished this. I admire you. And thank you for showing me the way how to get there. That's all. Like, yeah. Be jealous about someone as you can take it as, you know, the person is showing you the way. If you want to get there, like you have a blueprint. So why would you yeah. ever be jealous? I think it's like, you know, sometimes people, I think it's unfortunate to get jealous of your friends. I mean, sometimes I think moments when I've gotten jealous of somebody, I never have like told them and I've never been mean about it, but just little moments when you see somebody who's doing something you wish you were doing right now. And I always know I'm going to do it one day. I'm not worried. Like, I know I'm going to get to do that. But sometimes you get those little pangs, at least for me, I get those little pangs of jealousy if they have something that I want and I know one day it'll come, I'm not worried about it, but I wish it was here now. And I think that that's like when I experience jealousy and it's fleeting and I don't, you know, I don't hate that person. I don't try to ruin their life or anything, but you know, I do have little moments when I'm going through something and I'm like, Oh, I wish I had that, but you're right. I mean, the best way to look at it is to say, Oh, you've shown me that exists. You've shown me that is a possibility. And and maybe awaken something within me that makes me realize that's something I want to. That is the best way to handle it for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Why do you think there's always romantic books or other books discussing friendship? I mean, romantic relationships, but none of them really discussing friendships and how to navigate through friendships. Yeah. I mean, I think we have this idea that friendships are really easy that, you know, everybody has three friends and they're the best of friends and you never have to talk to them about anything. And it's, you never reach any conflict. I think we have a world that's like so obsessed with getting married and just having your partner and that's it. Um, which is not healthy for so many reasons. I mean, it, it's fine because then you're spending your whole life thinking that you're not, you're not whole, you're not complete until you have this romantic partner when, you should be enjoying every single aspect of your life, every single phase of your life. Because let's say you meet your soulmate a year from now. Are you going to spend this year before then just totally miserable because you don't have them yet? Like that's so toxic. You could be spending that time developing your relationship with yourself, doing things you want to do, getting better friends. Because the truth is that we don't talk about, like even when you do find your romantic person, that relationship is going to be better if you have a life outside of it. It's so hard when you make your romantic partner every single thing you have and they're all your friends and they're your family and they're everything and you don't have anything outside of this because what if you get into a fight? What if you break up? What if they start being mean? What if the pressure of just being the only person for each other is too much? Like it's just such a better thing. You know, I'm I'm glad this book will be able to talk about that because we we really do make it seem like, oh, we don't need to worry about friendships. The, we need to worry about romantic love and that's it. And the truth is your friendships are going to make that romantic love better and stronger. And so, and your friends really like romantic partners 
can kind of come and go for many people, but your friends hopefully are really going to be the ones who are going to last forever. So I think if anything, it's, it's more important, just as important. I agree that in healthy relationships, you're supposed to have friends and out, I mean, outside of the relationship, but sometimes you have to be careful what kind of friends you have, because some of those friends like interfere with your relationships. Yeah. And- get involved with your husband or something or some kind like that sometimes you wouldn't expect from that person but i heard crazy stories from my friends but the person would actually even do it so i mean i think when you have married life and it has to be like healthy balance of maybe having friends that are kind of in the same circle or kind of the same maybe married friends as well because i guess friends will want a party (laughs) yes but you know i've never when i've been the single friend in my friend group i have never even thought about (laughs) being romantically involved with my married friends like part never not once so i think it's you know it goes back to the types of people that we're choosing because i don't think that i don't think that like you can't have married friends as a single person you just have to or, or vice versa, you just have to know who you're, who you're friends with. Like that, anybody who would like try to break up a marriage or something like that's, there's no way they're a good friend. There's no way they're like a really good friend to you. And they want to break up your marriage. Like there's a lot more there. And I think, you know, I've fortunately, cause I know there are crazy stories like that. I've never felt that in a relationship. I've never had friends who were like trying to get with my boyfriend or trying to break us up. Like but people do. And again, like, this is really why, why I'm saying like, people could look at that and be like, Oh, of course I have friends. I have this person. I have this person. You don't have friends. If you have friends who are trying to break up your marriage and or flirting with your husband and do it, that's not a friend. You don't have friends. And I think that's why this topic is so important because so many people are like, Oh, I don't have a problem making friends. I have friends. And it's like, are they good friends? Are they, do you trust your friends? Do you feel good about your friends? Like that's what friendship should mean. I think we, we've made the word friend mean nothing. It just means someone I know who is in my circle. I don't think that's it. Like, yeah, if I had anybody who I even had an inkling was like that, even with somebody else, I'd be like out, out. I don't want to be friends with somebody who's trying to steal somebody's partner. That's not, yeah, that's not, I didn't have that, but I heard stories and those stories like shocked me that's why I'm like awful it's awful on so many I know so many levels and you know that when you know they like let's say let's say this person stole this person's husband he cheated on her he's gonna cheat on you come on this is not this is we all know this so true that's so and how is your tinder life you still doing the shows yeah, I I uh, do every single month in New York City and then um touring the country. I'm going on a big national book tour uh, with the book and also with Tinder live shows. Um going to Los Angeles and Portland and Seattle and Denver and New York City obviously and Baltimore, just a whole bunch of cities and doing Tinder live and doing the book tour and yeah. What is it? So it starts, um, the tour starts on April 20th, um, in Portland. I just did a, uh, a tour date in Seattle also. Um, and yeah, I have lots of really great 
guests with me. I have um, Judy Greer and Amber Tamblin and Mara Wilson and um, all these really incredible people who I grew up watching on TV shows and movies and now I'm friends with, and now I get to talk wow. about friendship with them, which is great. Yeah. That's amazing. And how was your yeah. life? Love life has been. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it's been pretty good. I've, I've started to have better. I've started to have a lot better experiences, which is really, which is really nice because it was really, um, it was really pretty, pretty crazy. I feel like I was learning a lot of things and, you know, I'm writing about it and talking about it. So I yeah. almost wonder if life was like sending me some crazy stories to, you know, to kind of process it and talk about it a little bit more. But now I really have just been working so much more on my relationships, romantic and platonic, and really just having healthier connections, better connections, because life can be hard. And I, I really want to know and trust the people around me and be able to feel like I have people who celebrate me and people who are fun to hang out with. It's just, it's taken, it's taken a long time, but it it's, it's very gratifying. You're like, oh, okay, all this work I've been doing on myself is paying off. It's nice. <laughs> That's great. And where can all listeners find you where they can purchase the book? Yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, uh, at hello lane more, uh, my website lanemore.org has all of the tour dates. Um, you can buy the book anywhere books are sold. Um, you can pre-order it now if it's before April 25th. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all of the things. And then if you, um, I also recorded the audiobook for it as well that I read the book so you can find both you will find your people on how to be alone at any bookstore love it thank you so much lane for being my guest coming back on my podcast it was such a great experience thank you yeah thank you so much that was all for today guys i hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as i did not basic blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every tuesday and thursday to support the show Tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.